Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. This is Sebastian from Ace Adventures, and you are listening to All Things Student Startup Podcast, the show that goes over everything related to finance and startups to people who just love entrepreneurship. Today, we are talking about government finance for entrepreneurship with Joel, who works for Startup Amsterdam. We'll discuss everything there is to know about why and how Startup Amsterdam helps young founders in Amsterdam, especially students. Joel, thank you so much for joining us today on this yeah, podcast. Thank you for having me today. It's great to have you on board. Uh, so, first of all, we'd love to hear uh, who you are, what you do, uh, what is it that you do? Yeah, lo- long story. No, I'm uh, I'm Joel Dory. I work for the for the city of Amsterdam. Actually, I'm uh, I'm working for a program called Startup Amsterdam. We are uh, yeah public private initiative. Uh, together uh, with the city of Amsterdam, we try to uh, stimulate the startup ecosystem in uh, in our beautiful city. Uh, and we don't do that alone. We really work together with uh, with the sector itself. Um, so I'm really happy to be here and explain more about what this role is because we have a pretty unique place actually in the in the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, that actually not a lot of people know know about. Uh, that the local government is actually playing a pretty active role uh, in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, what role would that be exactly? Yeah, so so it takes on different uh, different roles. Uh, sometimes we're really active uh, where we see a problem within the startup ecosystem, and we think this is really something that should be covered. Uh, so in that case, we set up a particular uh, yeah pro- project to really uh, to really uh, tackle this problem and sometimes it's a little bit more on background so for example with us if you if you guys have a nice event uh, every once in a while we you know we support in marketing or we support with our organization uh, organizational uh, capacity uh, that's that's also possible um, and actually everything in between so it's really uh, it's really broad what kind of role we can play but um, I think it's important to have a partner to go to for uh, for yeah ASIF but also other ecosystem players that uh, you can find a, yeah uh, find a way to collaborate together and uh, and get support um, so that's uh, that's our role uh, that uh, that we play it's yeah. uh, pretty broad yeah very broad <laughs> Uh, so what kind of uh, organizations or people do you find yourself helping most? Is it other VCs or is it other startups, other founders? Yeah, it's uh, actually in my specific role. I, I'm the startup liaison, as you call that. Uh, so I'm really trying to connect with all kinds of, uh, of actors within the uh, ecosystem, but also outside of the ecosystem. So sometimes we have international players that want to know more about the MSM ecosystem or want to become a part of it. Um, within Amsterdam, we we work together with with government, with uh, universities, uh, with talent, with startups, corporate scale-ups. But you notice that really the early stage startups are the ones that uh, knock on our door the most, uh, that really need some support, and that uh, that a lot of times are also not that aware of what kind of support uh, they can have. Uh, so there's a lot of initiatives out there that can help you with finance, that can help you with uh, talent um, and so on. Uh, but yeah, sometimes it's just a, it's a hard 
yeah, it's hard to find this uh, this support, and this is actually really simple role that I play. But uh, yeah, it's it can be really important for these uh, entrepreneurs. Mm, interesting. Yeah. And uh, so you give lots of support to startups. That is actually your role. You are the startup liaison. Yeah. Um, what kind of issues do you find most startups face or need help with uh, that you as Startup Amsterdam um, can help give to these startups? Yeah, so for us, uh, you, when we're not investing ourselves in, in startups, um, uh, but we do have a lot of, uh, yeah, uh, facilitating power to 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 help startups uh, so for example we have a, a program called uh, PIM North Holland it's uh, together with the province of uh, of North Holland and uh, in that program you get a lot of support um, in uh, or yeah they coach you actually in uh, in in uh, all the financing options that are out there so sometimes uh, founders think like oh and I need to go to towards the VC world or get a get a VC investment, uh, and sometimes they're they're more focused on bootstrapping. But this program is really combining all those options, also subsidies, and is giving you coaching in in which way you can go and what are the options and what fits your fits your uh, startup most. Um, and I think that's also really important to have a neutral partner in that um, in that uh, sense. Uh, so that's what we are, what we're offering, for example. Okay. So yeah, lots of you uh, kind of connect startups with other organizations or types of people that will be able to help solve a specific problem. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, exactly. And we also we are of course a partner that that also set up s such programs. So uh, we we help. Uh, uh, yeah, identify where the problem is, uh, set up a project, and then we we actively uh, connect these startups to to these programs. So okay, yeah. And uh, out of curiosity, how uh, many startups do you associate with on a regular basis? Say how how many uh, startups are you with right now, helping out right now? Yeah, that's a good question. I actually needed to count these uh, these numbers for my uh, for a report that we're going to. Uh, uh, yeah, make because we are reevaluating, of course, our program. So every four years, we get funding again for for the next four years, or we, we're changing up the program. Um, but it's important for us to know what kind of impact we have. At this point, um, I, I cannot really tell how, how many uh, startups I'm supporting. Um, but we do, uh, for example, last week we had a big event during the MSM Capital House. Um, over 180 uh, startups and investors signed up. Wow. Uh, this is not necessarily that I help them personally because it, it takes a lot of work. But uh, during that those events, we we meet up with uh, with startups and also actively support them. Um, but there are also weeks that I only have like individual uh, conversation with startups. So I have I think three or four planned this week to really catch up and see where we can be uh, can be of help. Um, yeah, so it really depends on the week what uh, what kind of uh, activities we have and how uh, how many appointments we have with uh, with startups. Mm, okay, but 100 a day to you said that's quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was a good week yeah. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, or last week. Yeah, it was uh, it, as part of the Amsterdam Capital House, and uh, I think everybody uh, was really excited to have this physical event again. Mm. Of course, after all these uh, these uh, meetings on Zoom. Mm -hmm. 
for the ecosystem to physically uh, meet each other again. Um, I, I think that was uh, that was really something where you saw the the enthusiasm and uh, and uh, yeah, it, it tastes like uh, like we need need to do it more often. Um, yeah, the, the concept was also to to like we're, we're not um, uh, yeah matchmaking um, uh, startups and and investors together, but we try to facilitate this relationship. Uh, so during that event, we we uh, hosted a walk and talk through the park, so they could book meetings with each other to have a walk through the park. Oh, okay. And in that way, we we try to start this conversation, but also allow startups to to receive feedback on the product and you know t- to develop their product further. Um, yeah, so that's that's the role then that we uh, that we take. Oh, that sounds very fruitful. Yeah, yeah, and fulfilling. As yeah, well. for sure. Yeah, especially if you see, uh, like, uh, we we needed to register everybody that came in, and suddenly there was a whole queue, and we started like uh, 10, 15 minutes later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then you, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit uh, stressful, like the uh, first time a physical event again, but it was really rewarding at the end to see everybody uh, talking with each other and, uh, yeah, enjoying themselves. So Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so these are the kind of things that Startup Amsterdam does. They host events or they might uh, create a space where a startup can grow. Also consulting, so broad, like you said. Um, but what actually, Joel, is your favorite thing about your position at Startup Amsterdam? Good question. Yeah, I have, uh, I've really, uh, I, I say it often, I, I have a great job. I, I love my job very much. Uh, to have these conversations with with uh, entrepreneurs that 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 really have a innovative product or are really changing something in uh, in society, um, that is yeah very inspiring to to come across them every day, and to also be able to to help them with specific questions or uh, a network or uh, help them you know. Uh, internationalized for example we also organize trade missions from once in a while to uh, to be able to do that is really something that's uh, that's really rewarding because you see these these yeah inspiring entrepreneurs and you can really uh, do something to to help them um, yeah I think that's uh, that's amazing that's uh, yeah very re- rewarding yeah yeah I can imagine especially because also if you're helping these startups and you're seeing them grow, you really see the impact of your work as well, right firsthand, right up close. That in itself must also be, yeah, quite nice to see. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, we, we don't take too much credit for for our own work. It's really the like the entrepreneurs are really taking a risk, uh, you know, and and are yeah focusing on their startup and. Yeah, it's not not a guarantee for for success to have a, to have a own startup, but to be able to, uh, yeah, uh, to to support them in a, in a way like to to provide them with some uh, yeah uh, with, with some uh, yeah information or some network. I think that's uh, that's already already helping them a lot. So uh, and they also most of the times they're really appreciative about it. So that's. Uh, it's always nice to work together with them. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So nice. Um, 
Earlier, you mentioned uh, the different parties or organizations that Starts of Amsterdam works with, and one of them was universities. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious, actually, what could, could you go more into uh, what the relationship is between Starts of Amsterdam and universities? Yeah. Yeah, I think for Startup Amsterdam, uh, an important part of our uh, focus is also, uh, yeah, young entrepreneurship. Uh, so, so student entrepreneurship um, to to show them what kind of opportunities there are. Um, like that, that it's not only uh, uh, that you have multiple career options besides going to work for a big corporate or uh, yeah, uh, something else. Um, so that that we really try to uh, show them what kind of uh, uh, options there are in in entrepreneurship. I think that is uh, one of our uh, one of our goals there. And um, you see that uh, that a lot of students also don't uh, necessarily uh, focus on on building their uh, building their own uh, startup. Um, because it it is of course uh, yeah you, you can't start it without an ID or with the right support so we try to to help them and show them um, yeah what the possibilities are there and what kind of support they can get um, and in that way we we try to open it up a little bit their their perspective to uh, to show them what uh, what yeah what what is possible there um, and we do that yeah. Uh, by working together with uh, with the university, but uh, you have of course this uh, Amsterdam Center for Entrepreneurship uh, at uh, at uh, Science Park. Uh, so we do a lot uh, with them, a lot of projects there. Uh, for example, the Ace AI Lab is um, is something that's being uh, financed for a huge, uh, or for a big part by the uh, by by the city. Um, so these kind of projects are really, um, yeah, helping students to fulfill their uh, entrepreneurial uh, dreams. So, okay, that's interesting. Um, is there a reason why startup Amsterdam focuses so much on students, like this particular demographic, as opposed to say, I don't know, um, older individuals? Yeah, I th we we don't necessarily not focus on the older demographic, but I think students have, um, uh, without the the experience of of uh, having already a job and know how the how the uh, yeah how the economy uh, works. Like sometimes it's their first first real job to. Uh, and then immediately you are an entrepreneur. So that's kind of challenging. So we try to really yeah, support them in that way because it's not an easy, uh, easy path they have chosen, but it's, it still can be the right, uh, right, right way for them to go. So we don't want to, uh, like even before they've chosen this path, that they think like, okay, this is too, uh, too much hurdles. I will go for the, uh, yeah, for the corporate job. Um, so yeah, we we think that will be a way. So we try to to support them in that way. Okay. And what are some of the uh, more common challenges that you see uh, with students trying to become entrepreneurs, and how do you help them with that? Yeah, I think uh, it's also uh, uh, for a lot of students because they they don't have a uh, experience yet. Um, you see that a lot of investors are looking to your yeah previous experience 
so for the older generations like serial entrepreneurs, it's um, more easy to to receive uh, investment, I think, than really for a student that set up their startup and uh, haven't failed yet. Uh, sometimes that's uh, yeah, that's even a necessity to uh, to receive uh, investment. Um, so I think that's a that's a big challenge for for students to to overcome that and to to yeah not be seen as a as a rookie that uh, that doesn't have uh, the capacities to have a to have a good startup. Mm. Um, so and that's what we try to help them with. Um, yeah, by partnering up with these kind of uh, uh, support uh, programs. Um, but also by, uh, for example, giving presentations when when there's a minor entrepreneurship or a master program, uh, we discuss the possibilities of working at a startup or setting up your own startup and what kind of support there is for, for those uh, pets. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the reactions are really, uh, really enthusiastic about it. Um, it's... Um, it's, I think, something that needs time also in, in the Netherlands to, to get this uh, entrepreneurial uh, mindset within the universities more and more, but you really see it, uh, see it growing um, since I've started here uh, at Startup Amsterdam four years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There is uh, very much a large trend of entrepreneurship. Um, yeah, that, that, that's been happening for a while now. Uh, as you notice, as you've mentioned, um, and that's also where Asif, of course, comes in with with your work. Like, if you look at uh, the events that that you are uh, organizing and the amount of students that come there, even on a, on a Friday afternoon after five, uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's a really big compliment also to to the work that you do, but also to to the uh, change in in uh, in a mindset um, mm. uh, to towards this entrepreneurial uh, yeah uh, field yeah absolutely you really see it uh, I'm curious if you have any ideas as to what kind of drives this trend uh, towards entrepreneurship especially in younger demographics such as un- university students is there uh, any big reason why this trend has grown so much over the past few years. Well, I I think um, the startup ecosystem has become also more visible, uh, you know, with some big examples of also, um, and and I think that's very important. Uh, Not only uh, uh, successful startups, but also role models, uh, uh, female role models that can really uh, push change within the startup ecosystem. And that's something that that we've seen over the years. Like for example, when I started, um, uh, yeah, Picnic uh, was was one of the companies that gained uh, gained a lot of mass and were were growing a lot. Those kinds of of uh, news articles and those kind of success stories within the startup ecosystem also, um, yeah, caught the attention I think of of students, and that. Besides uh, a job at uh, at a nice consultant firm, you can also have uh, this this uh, this other kind of path that you can uh, can choose. Mm-hmm. Um, and besides that, also I have to say that the active role that some uh, teachers play at the universities, 
uh, is really important. Uh, for example, at the minor entrepreneurship, at the master entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. and all these programs that are really um, forward-thinking uh, teachers that 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 believe in this uh, this yeah this role of entrepreneurship within the uh, the Dutch economy, and I think they played a really big role in, in inspiring their students as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which is actually quite impressive to see as well, because I find that um, in academia, it is quite common to uh, have one main way of doing things or thinking of things. And entrepreneurship is a newer trend. Uh, do you ever find that there's any challenges in introducing this other path in this world of universities and colleges? Yeah, I think uh, that was. Uh, I, I should have left that for the uh, for the when we're discussing the founders. But I actually mm -hmm. liked that when I was attending your event, uh, Melissa Weingarde mm -hmm. of uh, Project CC. She also discussed this this point of of you know the struggle that you can have as a, as an entrepreneur, and I think that's very important also to to mention that. Um, we as startup Amsterdam are also focusing now more on what is the what is the safety net if you fail as an entrepreneur because we have all seen the numbers that most startups fail, which is not a bad thing. Uh, but we need to make sure also that they can get back on their feet and will uh, you know set up another company maybe in the in the ecosystem, but at least feel connected to the to the ecosystem again. And I think she she really said it well. That she has a very nice, successful company, but also that you need to be a little bit realistic about what what your expectations are of uh, of being an entrepreneur. Um, and I think that's something that that um, yeah, within universities, uh, that's also a lesson. You know, uh, I mean, there are a lot of uh, sessions that are being organized uh, about success and and the nice and uh, nice stories uh but as startup amsterdam we're also yeah acknowledge acknowledging the the uh the uh yeah sometimes failure uh, uh stories that uh, that happen and uh, yeah uh, students also uh need to be aware of that i think yeah absolutely I can also imagine that must dissuade quite a few people from wanting to uh, create their own startup or follow the path of entrepreneurship. And uh, yeah, I can also see how that might be one of the bigger challenges of introducing this um, path of entrepreneurship into universities. Yeah. Um, is there any anything you do to combat this uh, hurdle? Yeah, uh, we're now uh, actually a colleague of uh, is really busy uh, with this topic. Uh, we're doing a big research about it. Um, what what entrepreneurs are experiencing in their in their journey and and how we can support them when um, when yeah uh, a startup goes bankrupt, for example. Mm. Um, and w uh, for example, also with uh, with. Uh, uh, yeah, experts in the field of of uh, of law and uh, and those kind of uh, uh, yeah organizations to to know what what you should do and what are the the right uh, right ways to go when when you feel like it's going uh, going to uh, yeah uh, uh, to fill. So that's that's something that we try to uh, to help with, uh, but it's a work in process actually uh, mm. at this point. But uh, 
uh, my colleague did a very well job in uh, in making this research. So, um, yeah, I think uh, we will make some steps in the coming years. Okay, that's good to hear. I hope so as well. I hope so. Because, uh, yeah, despite the the numbers of how many startups succeed and fail, I can imagine also must be very fulfilling to be able to work for yourself, to build something for yourself. And uh, I imagine that's one of the reasons why Starts of Amsterdam was to encourage this as well in young people. Yeah, uh, yeah. for sure. Uh, moving on, though, I'd like to also ask, is are there any specific founders or startups that you have helped personally that have really uh, stuck out to you or that you've really ha- have really resonated with you that you've seen grow? Uh, yeah, there are actually uh, a couple. Uh, so, well, I mentioned al- already uh, uh, Melissa, but um, uh, it's really nice to see sometimes also the the founders that that. Um, really put in effort also for for the ecosystem themselves uh and that that's also what i thought with uh with melissa that it was very inspiring to to yeah for for her to talk with this this crowd and like the lessons that she passed on and i think that's very important for uh yeah for us to learn as a program also to see how she experienced it uh but also for the uh of course the uh, the entrepreneurs in the room um furthermore uh yeah i always get really um uh happy when when we see entrepreneurs enthusiastic and and that that they really uh yeah uh take on the the help that that we offer or the network um there are actually two examples like one of them is happy tech this is more from back at the day uh when i was just starting and setting up these um these projects it was Yosef uh, uh, Safi Harp, and um, w- with his company, uh, uh, he actually, uh, yeah, th- I was seeing how he was developing his startup, and it was very, uh, f- very nice to see how how uh, how um, enthusiastic he was, and uh, and and really focused on on building his company, and then you just saw it lifting up uh, uh, during Corona, like his his. Uh, his solution was that you can yeah measure essential uh, um, medical signs uh, at home um, okay. with your smartphone. <laughs> so it was being used during the Corona pandemic, and then you you really saw this this small yeah small startup that we helped at the beginning, and that w- who was always there during our events like. He didn't skip anything, <laughs> which is really nice to to see. But then you also see it pick, being picked up by hospitals and uh, and yeah, more in the in the medical sector. And um, you know now he needs our help um, less, or like uh, we we're focusing on, on on other entrepreneurs as well. But you you have that. Uh, a memory of this uh this uh, this nice pet that he that he took so that is uh that is really nice to uh to uh, to see and to experience such a yeah growth phase as a as a program so yeah i can imagine and you've been with happy tech for a long time or rather he's been with you with the different no yeah, yeah. We, so it, we don't really have a cohort like we, the whole of amsterdam is actually our uh yeah we're working with with every company in uh, in amsterdam in potential we we 
of course, with some companies we have more contact than than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Joseph was was one of the first, uh, uh, yeah, people that that we really or that I really helped with these uh, specific projects that we uh, that we set up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, we had during um, Amsterdam Capital House a couple of years ago, we we did a mentor program for um, a giving back breakfast. So mentors from the tech sector uh, gave like op- yeah gave like coaching to to entrepreneurs, and we organized it in the in the mayor, mayor's residence in Amsterdam. Um, and you see really the enthusiastic response of uh, of uh, startup founders there, like to be in such a beautiful building with so many, uh, yeah, uh, inspiring uh, examples within the tech sector. So that you see that that really adds value uh, for them. And Joseph was always, uh, yeah, really appreciative of this uh, of this event. So uh, yeah, that that makes uh, makes working together always uh, always nice. Yeah, yeah, it does sound like it. Uh, it must be very nice in your work to also meet uh, highly motivated entrepreneurs who are really passionate about their product or service or what they do and meeting other people in the industry. Um, yeah, I can imagine that almost be also one of the more fulfilling parts about your role as well, to meet these kinds of people, to interact with them on a regular basis. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, that's, you know, it's really... Uh, not for us it it yeah if if we're not needed or like a lot of entrepreneurs do it by themselves and that's really uh that's really also fine um so uh but if we can add value then we're really happy by uh by helping these kinds of entrepreneurs that are yeah also enthusiastic about uh about like working together and uh and giving back to the ecosystem themselves as well because mm-hmm. that's also something that uh, that's very important for us to yeah. share these experiences. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, so far, we've been talking about all the different ways in which Startup Amsterdam and you at Startup Amsterdam tries to invigorate entrepreneurship into the city. Uh, what does your end goal look like at Startup Amsterdam? What 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 kind? What do you want Amsterdam to look like? Or the, Whoa, that's uh that's a good question. Yeah. If I if I have an answer for this and it will uh become a reality, then I'm out of a job. But uh <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh what I would like to see is that um um I think that that for every person that uh if we relate it to to uh education and universities that that for us, entrepreneurship uh, will be, uh, uh, yeah, a, 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 like integrated in all these kind of uh, of uh, studies, so that it will be really a part of uh, of yeah uh, that that you don't need to choose a entrepreneurial uh, minor, but that you can also like uh, study law, for example, and and. Uh, also, uh, uh, discover if you if you want to have a startup maybe in in law, so that it's not really uh, f- that that's my personal opinion, but that it's not uh, a course on itself, but that it's really integrated into the into the different streams of of academia and and you know your choosing your study, mm-hmm. um, 
like I study political science, for example, uh, political economy. But still, um, you know, also with 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 choosing such a path, people were always saying like, "Oh, so you're going into politics?" But yeah, I, I'm not going into politics. Mm. I'm not. A, I won't be a good politician. But I think uh, uh, I was really looking also for this entrepreneurial, uh, you know, um, opp- opportunities, uh, and I found it in um, in. A, organization called Enactus, which is yeah not really part of um, 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 like a stu- like of my of my study but I think this this could be more of a of a part also of all these particular studies like that you that you discover this path of entrepreneurship as well um, that not if you're studying political science that people will say uh, politics but more. Uh, that there's also an opportunity for you to go into more the entrepreneurial scene. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, that's something. Maybe it's a mindset. Maybe we should implement it a little bit more into the study itself. But uh, yeah, I think that's uh, for me the uh, one of the main goals. Okay. Yeah, that does make sense. So you don't want it to be so detached from other, for example, courses or curriculums in yeah. universities, but rather you want it to be more normalized among or maybe not just students but just in general i can imagine exactly yeah it's really a more also yeah cultural thing to to make it more uh integrated i think into uh into the learning uh learning curve as a student Mm. okay well in light of uh, what we just talked about with the uh big trend of entrepreneurship uh coming especially right now in amsterdam uh, being the startup hub, one of the big startup hubs in Europe, uh, it definitely does seem that you are approaching this goal quite uh, quickly and efficiently. What are some of the biggest things that you think would um, would help you achieve that goal of normalizing entrepreneurship in our culture? I think, um, yeah, also, for example, now with uh, I, I mentioned already role models. Mm-hmm. Um, well, something that we're focusing on a lot is uh, is also the, the uh, uh, stimulating female entrepreneurship uh, within the city. Uh, we're supporting a program called uh, called Equals, um, and I think th- these are first steps also to really, um, uh, yeah. Uh, normalize this uh, this field of entrepreneurship um, to yeah if you see the numbers of course of, of female entrepreneurship and and investments in uh, in startups it's we're far from normalizing it uh, so I think there are really big steps there to to make um, and as a city we invest in in programs like equals to uh, provide coaching to provide uh, uh, content to uh, yeah uh, we we did a big campaign with them uh, about the role models within within tech uh, yeah and th- this is really something that we are uh, we have a long road ahead uh, still so uh, I think that's uh, that's going to be a big focus point of our program in the, in the coming years mm-hmm. uh, yeah so you want to really focus on uh, invigorating female entrepreneurship as well. 
Uh, Is that to to say that uh, entrepreneurship right now is very skewed in terms of gender? You see more males going into entrepreneurship than females, for example? I think that, yeah, the the numbers speak for themselves. I I, I think like uh, at least uh, the startups that that, uh, receive uh, funding um, are way too low in comparison to to startups with with a male uh, founder. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I think the, this is just uh, uh, something we should uh, we should really work on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so I do see that for sure. Um, but I don't think that there uh, there there's nothing we can do about it. This is also so, like a role the university can play. Uh, a role we should play um, and of course together with the ecosystem to to make sure that uh, that uh, yeah we uh, we we make sure this uh, this hurdle is uh, is overcome uh, for uh, for female founders and and also to inspire others to uh, to become part of the startup ecosystem yeah absolutely yeah inclusivity in the startup ecosystem must be very important as well uh, especially as it is one of the main pillars in Startup Amsterdam, yeah. as you mentioned. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's fantastic to hear that um, this is also a priority in your organization. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, so just to round off, um, I'm curious because many of our listeners are students and quite a few must also be either working on their own startup or looking to do that. Do you have any uh, pieces of advice anyone who might want to start their startup or is struggling to, uh, particularly maybe in the financial area or logistical, or maybe just mindset yeah. that you'd like to give? Yeah, maybe it's important to to know f- that uh, there's a lot of support out there mm-hmm. uh, where, yeah, you can always contact Asif, of course, or Startup Amsterdam, but there is a lot of support out there. So don't try to... Um, yeah, to uh, to do it all by yourself. Also, dare to to ask help or to provide feedback. Um, there are also a lot of founders that that are eager to to um, yeah uh, pay back or how do you call it uh, to uh, give back. Give back indeed. Um, so also ask them for for advice or like how they did some things. Like we we had um, a nice conversation with Arosha Brouwer at our event last week. Um, she got into Y Combinator and she she also said like yeah I'm really happy to be here just to you know to provide also the lessons that that I got from actually another startup that was one year before her accepted to. Uh, to Y Combinator and yeah I really like that you know passing it forward and to um, to learn from also each other's mistakes and uh, and uh, well things you did good um, so I think that that is very important to uh, to know for uh, for founders and students uh, at uh, that that have this uh, aspiration mm. Look for the help that's already there. Yeah, essentially. exactly. Yeah. What, because there is uh, a lot, and when you talk with with founders, and I sometimes just send a few links, like, "Oh, have you checked this already?" And then, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it. And then, yeah, it it can be the uh, just the right uh, network or the right coaching program or, uh, yeah, the right conference. So, um, 
that uh, yeah uh, they can always reach me as well so <laughs> <laughs> yeah that must be fantastic to know especially because uh, when it comes to this type of profession I think who you know or your network becomes absolutely paramount doesn't it yeah uh, that could be finding people for your team or yeah, and, yeah. and that's maybe to to add there we we have uh, on our website also a event calendar uh, and Amsterdam is yeah everybody is really a bike ride away that's always what we say to international delegations but it's it's literally like that mm-hmm. um, and there are a lot of free events for people to attend so it's not that you're uh, that you have to be uh, uh, yeah have to really search for it it's it's all out there and a lot of them are free mm. so just attend uh, start a conversation uh, you know, um, mingle and uh, network, and uh, that that can really help you further. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You never know who you might meet, right? Exactly. Be your yeah. next co-founder, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'd like to thank you, Jordi, uh, for coming to this podcast and yeah. uh, talking to us about Dots of Amsterdam, what you do, government uh, help, and everything. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. All right, so that's the end of our podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, This has been your host, Sebastian, and uh, we hope to see you in the next episode. Have a nice day.